What's up, guys, and welcome back from our grave vacation to Beyond, Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. We're back for a brand new episode, 164, and today we're going to be doing a couple of holiday horror movies, at least holiday sort of themed for the most part, one of them more so than the other. They're holiday themed. Yeah. They're holiday. I mean, one, one, eh. But we're going to be doing a movie called Deadly Games. It has several different names. It was actually 3615 Code Pierre Noel in France. And that one's from 1989. And we're also going to be talking about Dead End from 2003. That's right. That's the loose one, guys. So, but uh, yeah, we're back. Holy shit. It's been like, a, it's been a month. Yeah. Yeah. I, I took a little bit of a longer vacation, guys, because I'll be honest, wasn't much of a vacation, <laughs> especially right off the bat. To be honest, the entire vacation that I've had, I've literally been on the phone and talking to the cable internet support and tech support guys who came out here for weeks. I was on the phone with like <laughs> video game uh, support for a game that's not working right on my computer and that there's very few of us are having issues. I've been on the support with those people, plus the people who make the sound, fucking the external sound card for my new computer. Oh yeah, I forgot about that uh, and then problem. I, and then, and then we decided that, you know, we would make, I pressured Christina into know, taking y- the leap. You decided. Yes. <laughs> no, she she decided ultimately uh, if we were going to get a new TV, and of course, and it was Black Friday, so yeah. I was like, "Oh God, that is like really cheap." So we we decided to to take the plunge into the 4K realm. Got a brand new TV that got shipped here like four days ago, last Wednesday for you guys, and then when it got here, the screen was fucking cracked. Right. On one side, and you could see damage to the fucking box where it something impacted it on the front. And they delivered it like that. And they delivered it like that. So I had to be on tech support for that. And now we've got our mixer, which we're actually, it's actually working for the time being. (laughs) That's going out too. So that's an additional couple hundred bucks. So we're really excited about uh, the vacation that we had. Never take a break again. Yeah, apparently not. But I was ready to almost just say, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I've been so stressed out with all that stuff, dude. That has not been how I did. But we did have some fun in there. We got to 
watch a lot of movies. Uh, we Our living room is now in our bedroom now because we were preparing for the new TV. So, And I refuse to put the fucking TV <laughs> the back. The old TV back. Yeah, because we're going to get a new TV. They're going to replace it, by the way. So, uh, But I refuse to move the fucking t- television that's heavy as shit and you couldn't lift <laughs> three times. No, again, I, I didn't want that TV in the living room. I don't care. Any TV. I don't want to lift three TVs. So I watch TV from my computer in the morning. It's yeah, awesome. I'm, it's amazing. I am not doing any extra work on their account. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck life. Now, uh, we watched some kind of some fun movies and stuff. We went to and had our Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving, too. You know, we kind of this is a, a little bit of the drier time of the season for for horror um, for some people, you know, for the majority of people. But for us, like crazy hounds that we are, we like look forward to it because we get to watch all these crazy horror movies. And we bought a bunch of Blu-rays and DVDs. You can oh, yeah. watch them on you my reviewed, new thing. Yeah. You reviewed yeah. them on your YouTube. We got some in the mail, too, that are coming in the next couple of days. So they'll hit the next um, horror movie hall uh, mm-hmm. video, which I'm excited about because got some cool shit. Mm-hmm. Black Friday deals. Uh, well, no, that wasn't a Black Friday deal, actually. Oh, I forgot. That was an October flash sale. Oh, whatever. Same thing. Yeah, well, Vinegar <laughs> Syndrome, anyway. But I did, we didn't even get the new Spookies movie that came out on Blu-ray. I was kind of excited about. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that movie's not that great, but it, it would be cool to have at some point. But I'm not going to, you know. We got a box set coming and a new 4K from them. And their first 4K at Vinegar Syndrome. And some other DVDs and Blu-rays. We didn't do our giveaway box last month oh yeah i know well we you know things were pretty stressful there for a little while right i think when we were about to take the break and stuff so what we decided to do is we're gonna give away two boxes we're gonna give one away this week yep and we're gonna right now and we're gonna give one away next week that's right so make sure you go on to longlivethevoid.com and sign up for our vip club to enter for the next one so we're gonna do one now we're gonna pick somebody and we're gonna write that person what we're gonna do now is I'm scrolling viciously up and down and I need uh, you to come over here and just pick it real quick. Okay. Oh, for real? Yeah, for real. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not just making shit up. I want you to pick it. By the way, guys, while she's getting her ass over here, if you want to sign up for this, we got another one we're going to give away next week. So we're going to send out two packages so you still have a chance to win if you haven't signed up for the podcast uh, VIP Club uh, link. You can go to longlivethevoid.com and just check out our VIP Club and sign up there. It's on the front of the page as well as longlivethevoid.com. So if you open it up, you'll see it right there and you can fill it out. So we're going to go ahead and tell me when to stop. Stop. Looks like we got Brittany, and I can't say her last name because I don't know if she'd want me to share that or not, but Brittany is the winner of this week's VIP club, so we're going to have a huge box full of Blu-rays and DVDs and fun stuff in there for you, so thank you so much for being a big part of the podcast that we have here. Uh, We really do greatly appreciate you guys listening, so if you haven't signed up... Do it now. Do it now, because you could still win. So hopefully she'll get back to us in a couple of days. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the podcast. Welcome back. And don't forget, guys, if you aren't inside the United States, it's still cool. We won't send you out a box of goodies, but we will get you an Amazon gift card so that you can pick something up for yourself. Plus, you know, we'll send you the code and everything so you can just pick it up instantly, really. Mm -hmm. So it won't even take time to send it out to you. But uh, yeah, thanks again, Brittany. Congratulations. Congratulations. I hope you enjoy. 
it's really good to be back, guys. I feel like taking a break was really tough for me. It took me weeks to just get into the mode of not doing something. And even still on vacation, I... Well, you still had to do stuff. I, yeah, like you I had, had the to... website. Yeah, I had to keep up the website. Yeah. The videos. It was just a break from the podcast, really. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back. So I think it might be that time, Christina. Oh, shit. Horse shots. Okay, guys, so we're back, and we are going to do our horse shots. Uh, I decided to pick one of the two. It was a little weird, because one of the movies is about, like, the kid and stuff. It just felt a little weird to try to do a fucking... Oh, alcoholic shot. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Just And this one seemed a little bit easier. Uh, so we picked Dead End as our horse shot for this week. We're calling this one An Endless Holiday Road, which is essentially an old-fashioned shot with, like, a twist, a season seasonal kind of flair to it uh i found something and then added some ingredients to it to make it a little bit different too so what you're essentially going to need for this is you're going to need any kind of bourbon whiskey grand manier pumpkin puree i know it sounds weird but maple syrup like the real maple syrup if you can if not just use the regular stuff and a dash of cinnamon so essentially you're going to need one and a half ounces of bourbon whiskey you put that in a mixer with ice Half ounce of Grand Marnier, one tablespoon of pumpkin puree, one, like a half ounce of maple syrup, if you can, if you can measure that out. Eyeball it. Right. Then you can shake that up, you pour it out in the drink, and then you give a dash of cinnamon on top. You could even, if you were crafty, do the rim of the shot with cinnamon. Ah, and put some cinnamon sticks in that shit. I mean, you could stir it with and that. You it could was... stir it with the cinnamon stick. Right, yeah. I mean, people do that. <laughs> I kind of want to try that one. It's it's really, it sounded really good. So, like, I looked one of it up and then kind of mixed up the ingredients and a little bit. And put in some pumpkin puree. Right. <laughs> and, and really what you want to do is you kind of, like, this one's, the one they had said, uh, like, do an orange peel as a garnish. But I thought it'd be kind of fun if you just did it with, like, a like a candied, like, orange you know, oh, like uh-huh. a, like one of those candy oranges treats. The sugar candy. Yeah. Orange. I just thought it'd be fun. But then when you shake the shot, you say, bang, bang, you're dead. <laughs> Which is a quote from the movie, by the way. So I won't say and spoil it yet. But so what do you think, Christina? Would you drink it? I think I would. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I was a little iffy about that pumpkin puree, but I think I might want to try that. <laughs> I think it's. I think it sounds great. Like I think it would be a really good shot. I almost feel like this would be something that you could mix into like coffee. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if you took all of that ingredients and then put it in a shot, of, like as a shot in your coffee, mm-hmm. like it would be even better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something I, I don't know. Just thought it was seasonal. So right, right. But uh, anyway, that's it for horror shots. So now it's time for us to jump into our flesh and, and potatoes, potatoes of our holiday horror with Deadly Games from 1989 and Dead End 2003. And we're going to go ahead and do that right All right, guys, we're going to kick it off with in chronological order of when the movies came out, because Deadly Games 
is a movie that has like seven fucking names. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my like, God. I think what it is is just like such an underground kind of gem in a way mm-hmm. that like every country had a different name for it, you know? So it's like. And they had to get it out there. So. Right. Like, and they, you know, they probably can't. It just was, it's a mess. Like, I've seen movies with different names, but this seems, seems like the, the biggest. ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I don't even understand. Like, and there's no consensus. Right. Like, and I didn't even write down Deadly Games. Yeah. Well, that's. That's what I'm saying. So I had three other names. So this movie is also originally called 3615 Code Pierre Noel, uh, but it's also called Deadly Games on Shutter. It's Alamo Drafthouse, which is actually airing this live at their theaters for one night across the country, I'm pretty sure, in the U.S., is calling it Dial Code Santa Claus, which is closer to the original, uh-huh. which 3615 is the code that you would dial Santa Claus. Uh-huh. I think Pierre Noel means Santa Claus or North Pole. But anyway, IMDb, of course, calls this movie game over. So it's like <laughs> fucking Christ, man. Like pick pick one, somebody. But it is a French film. Uh, and the story is Thomas, a very intelligent and resourceful child, is left alone with his beloved fragile granddad on Christmas Eve when a psychopath dressed as Santa Claus breaks into their mansion, castle more like, and starts chasing them around. Thomas will do whatever he can to save himself and his granddad. <laughs> a lot of people feel like this movie was ripped off uh, by Home Alone, by the way, because this movie came out a year before that movie. And this is very similar. We'll get into that a little bit more. Like Home Alone was inspired directly from this movie. So weird. I don't think. I I don't think so. I don't know. That's what they say. Okay. You want to tell the people they're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's directed and written by Rene Manzor, who worked on a lot of young Indiana Jones TV shows and movies. He uh, also did a movie called Total Blackout, Deadly Nightmares, a.k.a. The Hitchhiker TV series, who the guy who plays Santa in this movie actually was the main star of. Oh, um, some of the cast is Bridget, Brigitte Fosse, who is Julie the mom. She started in acting in the 50s as a child actress, by the way. And she was in movies like Forbidden Games, Crime and Punishment TV movie, Femme Fatales, Enigma from 1982, Cinema Paradiso, Chiller TV series, and uh, plenty of TV and uh, French film. So uh-huh. we also have Louis de Croix or de Croix. I don't know how to say it properly in French. So uh, he goes by Poppy, who is grandpa in this movie. He's been in things all the way back to 1938 with a movie called Heartbeat. He also did The World Will Shake, Zoo from 1988, and a few more. Not a lot, but he's been around since 1938 doing stuff. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, like he did eight things or something like that. Is he still alive? No. Oh, okay. No. He was really old in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Anyway, we also have Patrick Florsheim, who plays Santa Claus, the crazy one. He started his career in a movie called The Destructors in 1974. He was also in Moonraker, the original. He was also in a movie called Diva, the Murders in Rue Morgue TV movie from 1986. The Hitchhiker TV show, as I had mentioned before. Uh, He was also in Roman Polanski's film called Frantic with uh, Harrison Ford. He also did voice work in a lot of video games as well, including the Dune video game, which I'm like, wait, they had a Dune video game? I don't remember this. So now I I don't know. I didn't look into it any further, but I kind of like what year? Like, I think it was like uh, 
Do you think it was like the 90s? Or I don't something? know. I think it was probably, yeah, early 90s yeah, or something I, like that. Yeah, okay. But um, probably a French, like the French language right, version, right. you know what I mean? Plus, he did work in 1999, uh, game with David Bowie called Omicron, the Nomad Soul, which came out on Dreamcast, by the way, which I had. Uh, and you it is also have. on PC. Yeah. Well, I, I own the game. Well, yeah, I love the fucking Dreamcast, man. Yeah, I know man. you do. You, you always talk about it. It's, uh, but it is the one game that David Bowie did and his music is in the movie where he plays like this rock star in this weird meta game uh-huh. where you transcend into different dimensions and different consciousness. It's really weird. Um, but he's done quite a few games actually this guy patrick florsham florsheim and uh, a lot more but he did die on march 4th 2016 so just recently three years ago i guess also stars elaine lalani who is thomas the boy he actually is a pretty big visual effects producer now and he's worked on Ed- edge of tomorrow avatar dark phoenix san andreas lost in space the netflix tv show american gods he did an episode in in fact he's acted in only three roles isn't that crazy well it's not crazy but it, it's good that he he found an outlet and he was able to yeah, it just wasn't for him he was like hell right. yeah i'm not gonna pass up opportunity to act he was like right he he enjoyed uh movies obviously so right. he wanted to be a part of it behind the scenes a little bit but he did a movie called the passage and an episode of a tv show called tales of the wild for just the one episode so really not a lot but there is no record on how much of this movie cost and was made for uh i did search for some like interviews with the director and i found a few like little things like they had a showing of this back in 2017 because they just did this german blu-ray for it surprisingly uh-huh uh and re you know made it look nice and stuff which is pretty much going to be the print that everybody gets to see moving forward but uh the, probably the same one that's on shutter right now uh-huh. Uh, which is the one thing that I love about Shutter and Amazon is that they don't care what region it's in. Oh, they'll play it no matter Right. Well, they so, can play it no So you can what. see movies that are in HD that you wouldn't be able to buy in the United States. Right. Or even rent, for that matter. That's cool. Um, I don't know how they get away with it, but apparently this movie premiered at the Leon Film Festival of Youth and Children's Films. I mean, I wouldn't say this movie's a children's movie, <laughs> but there is some pretty freaky shit in there, you know, for kids. I'm like, eh. But, you know, then again, maybe it's different because it's France. But yeah. And I mean, if a kid saw this and a kid was like was beating a psychopath, you know what I right. mean? I mean, that might be encourage them to beat psychopaths. Yeah. yeah you could take them. Yeah. Take kids, get out there and get dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Christina, what did you think about this movie that I pushed on to you? Well, when you told me we were going to be watching this film. Well, no, I, I asked was, you. I said, what do you think of this? I know. And I was just kind of like, oh, God, another old movie. And then it's like, oh, it's a Christmas horror movie, too. Oh, God, this is going to be horrible. But I was actually pleasantly surprised with it. I really liked the story. Mm-hmm. I loved the uh, relationship between the um, the the kid and the grandpa. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really liked that. 
the grandpa just really looked up to him and respected him, even though, how old is he? Like 12 or something? Yeah, I think he was. No, I think he was younger than that. 10? Probably. Maybe he was 10. Between 10 or 11. Yeah, somewhere around there. And it was just nice to see, like, when the, the son would tell, tell him, like, there's a psychopath and blah, blah, blah. Like, the usually in movies, the adult will just tell the child, you know, oh, you're, no. It's just your imaginary friend. You're just making up. No, Grandpa totally believed him. Yeah, Didn't they were like best friends him. in the movie. Yeah, it was really good. It was susp- it was kind of suspenseful too. Did you feel like it's? Do you really feel like it's a horror movie though? I'm curious what you think of that because I know a lot of people are going to debate that. Well, I mean, there were moments where even as a kid, I would think people would be scared. Okay. In some of the moments, I'm trying. Was it gory? I don't- there was one scene oh, in particular, but scene. we can't talk yeah, about what it is. Yeah, we won't talk about it, but there was one scene. So I can see how this could be categorized as a horror movie. Okay. Yeah, but- I mean, it definitely rides the line. Mm-hmm. It, it does have a few kind of thriller feel to it, mm-hmm. um, but also kind of like heartfelt, weird, too. Yeah, yeah. It, really, it was really heartfelt. What'd you think of the but, Santa? Like who played the Santa? Did you think he I was creepy? He's, I thought he did a good job. He he I don't I didn't I don't know if he was creepy, but he made me uncomfortable. Right. Like kind of like um in other movies like transients and stuff where it's right. like the uh, creepy guys like just showing up and he was just pissed cuz like some stuff happened so we he broke into the mansion. Right. He's going to get that kid. Yeah. I'm going to kill that kid. Yeah, but did you feel bad for him at any point in time? Like I did um, in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. because, of course, he actually was a Santa Claus, like in a mall or a department store or something. Right. And um, one of the kids. Well, I don't think he was legitimately one. I think he snuck in as one. Yeah, yeah. But one of the kids who came up to him to see Santa Claus said something to him, which ticked him off. And yeah. I did feel bad for him. Right. But, you know, you don't have to go. A bunch of other stuff happened. You don't have to go to that extreme. Well, I don't think we're really spoiling too much, but essentially this guy gets picked on by kids, like in a way. Like he just wants to be a kid. Right. And in the beginning of the movie, he was trying to play with the kids of the street and the kids wouldn't play with them. They like ran they away wouldn't. from him when he like started to throw a snowball. Yeah. And it was kind of sad, right? Yeah, like, it was you know, sad. You do feel for him. You feel a little for him. And I got a little piece that I have on that. But yeah, like that's what initially he doesn't. It's not like he just is like going around killing people in the beginning of the movie necessarily. Right. But which would have made it better. Something happens that changes it. that. But when he does go creepy, like ultra creepy, because he is kind of creepy either yeah. way. Um, Awkward. You thought he was good in the role, though? Yeah, I thought he was good. I think he did a good job. What do you think about the kid? I think the kid was awesome. I really believed him. I believed he was intelligent, (laughs) like a really smart kid. Like, even the kid had, like, computers and cameras. It was (laughs) ridiculous. There's a little bit of... You got to have a little bit of a suspension of disbelief here in this movie. Right. It was was 1989. Yeah. Like, and he he had all this, this whole system set up, and it was... But I believed him. Like, I believed this kid was capable of doing these things so let me ask you this do you think this is like home alone do you think you see some 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 parallels to home alone and this and is it better i haven't seen home alone in such a long time yeah but come but, on you know okay, what you feel hold on but i don't uh, the only correlation i see between the two movies is the guy breaking into the house and the kid defending the house right but it's not as funny no it's not as funny yeah, Home Alone was funnier. Yeah, this is creepy. Yeah, this is just creepy. Like yeah. this, the Santa Claus did something to the dog, 
And I mean, like that's what that was you. sad. Oh, yeah, and I totally forgot about the part because it, she was that, like, "I'm done." That nope. when nope. you bring animals into it, I am triggered, <laughs> and I leave. I'm done. I'm done. You can kill babies. You can kill. <laughs> Which we <laughs> watched a movie kids. recently <laughs> we did. where they were stabbing baby. Well, you don't see them stab it actually in that movie, but it was like just a right. lot of babies got stabbed, <laughs> and both of us were like, "Yes," <laughs> but. Touch the fucking dog. I'm done. That's I'm so done. funny. We really were. <laughs> we were. <laughs> we were watching this. I don't want to get into what the movie is because I don't want to spoil it, but we were watching this scene at the beginning of the movie and they're just stabbing one baby after another. <laughs> and we're like, yes. <laughs> and it's not because we want babies to be stabbed. It's just because we never see that in movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's like, wow, they really had the fucking the balls, the to lady do that. bits or man parts to fucking. Right. Knock that out of the park. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, the Santa Claus did something to that dog. And that made it. That's why I didn't. The only correlation with Home Alone I saw was just him breaking in. And there was a kid there. Right. But could you see that it would be inspired? Like somebody saw it and was like, oh, I could make a fun thing about this and like make it fun. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Because there was never, apparently there's never been a movie like that before. Right. So. I mean, it's coincidence they came out about the same time. He sets up traps in I the mean, house. I mean, there's been other movies of, you know, okay. come out right. like what Gremlins. Well, isn't there like what? that fucking, like, isn't there some fucking thing online where they talk about Kevin McAllister is actually the guy from Saul? Like they kind of connect oh, the I haven't two. Seen that. <laughs> I, but that sounds interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I think I saw that one time. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about or if I'm getting it mixed up with something else. <laughs> Just tell me. <laughs> so what did you think about the movie? About game over deadly games? Don't, we don't have to go over all the names. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm> so- <laughs> but first off, I've, I've had a few friendly debates as of late about what is and what isn't horror with a few friends of mine. And regardless of where you feel horror belongs, I think we can all safely agree that horror doesn't always mean scary, right? You know what I mean? Right, but wouldn't it be considered a thriller or suspense? No, because... I mean, would you call Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive, not a horror because it's funny? But there's a lot of gore. It's a comedy, though. Yeah, it is a comedy. It's a horror comedy. Right, but it's still horror in right. some degree. But anyway. Anyway, sorry. It doesn't always mean that, like, you know, horror has to be supernatural. Uh, it's a pretty broad genre and a lot of examples that don't always fit neatly into the word horror in my opinion but in any case i think that some movies while not 100 percent horror are still 100 percent appealing to people who like horror movies mm-hmm. and they may support those films even if they aren't horror because I've noticed, you know, like when movies aren't exactly mainstream, the like mainstream movies that aren't exactly horror appeal to a horror audience sometimes. Oh, okay. So do you do you understand what I'm saying? Trying to think of an example. I don't know. I'm not trying to excuse anything and say that this is a horror movie or anything like that, or that all films are horror or anything <laughs> stupid like that. We could make all. But what I horror. am saying is that is that horror fans have a very wide palette. It's not just like only horror. That's true. They are very interested in a myriad of different forms of cinema. They just, you know, there's certain elements that are in place in certain movies that make it that way. And I think horror fans will like this movie because of that. So I. I just wanted to say it kind of fits 
uh, for fans of horror in that regard, even though it's not scary necessarily. It's a little creepy and not ultra horror, like where everybody's getting murdered and you see, you know, gore and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. um, now, but did you like the movie? Oh, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> getting to that. First off, I was interested when I looked this up because I was just like looking for it. Um, I was like, oh, I gotta see this, you know, like, what the fuck is this? This is crazy. I've never even heard of this. And, uh, and I'd heard that it was compared to Home Alone. A lot of people are saying, oh, this is what Home Alone stole from, something like that. So if that isn't interesting enough for you to want to watch this movie, which is what sold me, uh, let me just tell you the movie is actually a whole lot of fun. And, the Santa guy, I personally feel did a fucking amazing job. He's really creepy mm-hmm. and he's really, there's something wrong. Right. Crazy people make irrational decisions rational. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's, this isn't n- no Christmas evil. <laughs> like I, oh, one of my favorite no. holiday horror movies, by the way, guys, if you don't know, I think it had some similarities to it though. Which is weird because very loosely, by the way, don't take me to fucking court over this shit. Okay, it, it's like a different kind of cra- of Santa Claus crazy, right? But what I mean is, is that there is a little bit of sentimentalness in this movie that will make you kind of like Christmas spirity, you know? Oh, okay. While also being kind of creepy, which is the essential thing about Christmas Evil and uh-huh. why I love it. It's both dynamics uh-huh this dichoto- dichotomy of dynamics working together we haven't watched that this season oh, yet. we will don't you worry i make you watch it every year <laughs> um but yeah i i think it's, it's it's very appealing to those people who might like that kind of like christmas evil right i think they might actually enjoy this movie right so it, it also has like a weird odd mix of like richard Pryor's the toy because the rich kid who has like all these toys and like this large mansion that he's playing around in. Oh, I've never, I've never seen that. Oh, one. we need to watch that. Um, but it, it's loosely, you know, loosely there. It's just a little, little touches of things in there that I, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't that I was just like, oh, it has a little feel like this and this and this. But it is a little over the top in the storytelling, but it works for this picture. Yeah. You know, it, it, it essentially a rich kid who lives in a castle has all the toys, including the internet surprisingly from 1989 and even trap doors in his sprawling 30,000 fucking square foot castle. And they have like car phones and cell phones and right. And he's, and he's got like really, he's really into Rambo. You can tell and playing war with his grandfather. He has this particular passion for Santa Claus as well. Like he, he likes to imagine. He's a kid that likes to imagine. And for that reason, he also believes in Santa, which his parents and everybody talk about. Like, isn't he getting too old for that? You know, he's like out in the world and he sees all there's these signs everywhere with his best friend and stuff about calling Santa on the Internet, which I thought it was just a phone number. But no, apparently it's a website that yeah. you're supposed to go to or something back in the day. So he gets on his computer at home, which no kid at that age probably had most most kids. Oh, I didn't. I was around that age at that time too weren't you i don't remember i don't remember too too much about 89 and computers and stuff like that i remember dos that's about it right um but he he goes to his house to go on the internet and they also even show while he's doing this at his house or at his friend's house or something i don't know what they're doing they have like a laptop an old laptop or something but they also have one on the street 
So like this internet cafe in the middle of the street that looks like an ATM machine. Yeah. Oh yeah. It <clears throat> was, Telemini or something. It was just one of those like at the mall they would just have like a kiosk with the computer on it. Right. I like, was like, what, what the was. fuck? And it was like a DOS system. Right. So it was weird. It looked like an ATM though. It did look like an ATM. He dials up Santa on top of writing a letter. It just so happens that this this. It's the crazy old man who keeps getting turned down by kids to play with him. And all he wants to do is play with kids. So somehow either he's hacked into the system because it's early fucking days for the Internet, which is probably just hitting enter (laughs) 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 or some dumb shit. It's not some like thing. But anyway, he's on the other end pretending to be Santa. And the kid's like, hey, I, you know, you know, what's your name? He's like, don't you know? Like, and he's like, I'll hang up if you don't answer somehow he contacts santa through there this crazy guy and then the crazy guy loses connection to the kid but then through some happenstance finds out where he lives anyway just luckily it happens to be the same kid through some other thing i don't know how he did that somehow santa finds out to go to this kid's house and happens to be the same kid and then kills everyone in his path on the way to the little boy's house and inside the house and shit but the little boy has quite the brain and hunts down Santa with traps, explosives, and all to the soundtrack of Bonnie Tyler's Merry Christmas, nonetheless. So, uh, a Merry, oh, Merry Christmas! That was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which what, one scene in this movie, guys, is fucking amazing. I was dying laughing. But yeah. Uh, to sum it up, it, it's pretty fun, guys. You aren't going to find oodles of gore and violence in this one, aside from that one scene that really shook Christina. God. But, but you will find a really well shot, over the top, kid versus creepy Santa showdown in in the storytelling of like a child, but a little darker than a child child. It does have a few nods to some action movies of the 80s and a couple of really genuinely creepy moments with the Santa. You know, the guy playing Santa, like I mentioned before, is just fucking weird. And I don't know, his smile even. Yeah, creepy. His eyes. He has those creepy eyes. He definitely rides that line between crazy and slightly endearing at times. Mm. So it's, it's, it's an interesting mix. The kid, I thought, was pretty good, too, as he kind of, like, navigates his practically blind grandpa through these fucking maze of, like, <laughs> shit. I don't even know what the fuck. This is something that I think you should watch. I think that you most people will get a kick out of it and enjoy it. It's not the best movie I've ever seen. Good holiday movie. It is a good holiday movie. It was a good surprise, too. I'd right. probably give this one, like, a 7 or a 7.5. What uh-huh. about you? Yeah, 7. Yeah, sounds good. It's a little slow at times. I would even I wouldn't mind going to the Alamo and watching this. Yeah, I I mean, I'm kind of tempted, you know, but it depends where they have it at. I don't want to go all the way to fucking. Oh, no, it's down the street. It's at our. It is that one. Okay, on a Tuesday. So if you guys want, I would look up. um, They call it dial code Santa Claus at the Alamo Draft House and see if it's showing near you if you want to see it at the theater. It might be a, a fun holiday horror movie to go check out. Well, holiday holiday thriller at the very <laughs> least. Whatever you guys want to argue with me about. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you don't have to wait, though, to watch it at Alamo Draft House. You can actually watch it on Shutter right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's if, on Shutter. Yeah, just in case you guys want to see it, it it's called um, Deadly Games on the Shutter app. So, or the shutter on Amazon. So if you want to look for it, just go into the new films that have been added recently or the recently added tab, and then you'll find it in there. It's like a black picture with a kid like standing there. It's kind of hard to see. Yeah, that cover is kind of weird. 
It isn't the greatest cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see what they were trying to go for, but it just didn't work. Uh, there's another cover that they did for Deadly Games that looks way better. So we do have some trivia. There's really not much to go on here, guys. Uh, so this is the spoiler section that we're going to get into and then talk about some of our favorite scenes and then move on to the next movie. So this movie won Best Director and Best Film at the 1990 Fant Festival. So it, it won some awards for this. Where's that? Fan Festival? I think it's probably in France. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. I think they changed the name, though, for it. I, I oh, don't okay. remember. Also in 2018, the film had its uh, North American premiere at the Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas, after being restored by American Genre Film Archive, apparently, too. So it wasn't just the German release. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we haven't seen a copy of it on Blu-ray, and maybe it's just because there's so many fucking names that I can't can't find it right you know what i mean like what do you want to call it you know so but that's pretty much it i I mean i looked up other stuff um i thought some of the more interesting stuff i've already told you right so like the kid being invisible producer like yeah i thought that was especially on avatars right i thought that was awesome how weird right yeah so what were some of your favorite scenes like what was like one of the earliest ones do you want to talk about the scene that freaked you out first the crazy santa claus the crazy santa claus broke into the mansion Mm mm-hmm the first thing that, of course, happened was the dog started going frantic and started attacking him. Right, because the kid fell asleep under the table, mm-hmm. and his mom was like, don't stay up. You don't want Santa to see yeah, you. Yeah, if you see Santa... He'll he- turn into an ogre. Yeah, and which I think is kind of funny, because... That's probably what happened. But the, of course, the dog came up, started barking at him. So what did he do? He like he like picked up the dog and he like broke its neck and then he just like he threw chucked it. it on the ground and then stabbed it in the neck with a fucking cake slicer. Yeah, and they really like from what I remember, it a kinda... serving cake thing, whatever it is. Oh yeah, a pie. It's like it a looks like a spade. Yes, yeah, pie yeah, server. A pie Thank server. you. Yeah, that was fucked up. Like, and it was dark, man. I was really like, what was. the fuck? And they even the dog was like. <clears throat> You know, oh, yeah, God, it was a little jarring shit. for kids. Even I would think that that'd be a little much, you know, mm-hmm. like even for adults, that's like something that makes them squeamish a little bit. If you're a, f- you're a pet owner. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> right. Unless you're some cold, heartless piece of shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 There's some people out there. It just doesn't affect. But for me, it definitely some does. Some people literally don't like animals like. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's fine. As long as they're not doing anything no. to them. I don't give a shit. Right. Yeah, if you're out there murdering animals, let me know and I'll come to your house and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Fucking stomp on your head until it pops. <laughs> I thought the music in this movie was interesting. There was in the beginning when the the kid was like playing and stuff, they were playing like this Eye of the Tiger song. I don't think it was Eye of the Tiger, but it sounded no, like Eye of the Tiger. Definitely. It yeah. was like an Eye of the Tiger Christmas song. Yeah, it's like they brought it down like a note and then like yeah. did a different version of it. And then it was actually an actual song. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody somewhere heard Eye of the Tiger and then wanted to create something like it, Mm -hmm. but get away with it. I don't think it was like a song they made up for the movie. Oh, okay. Like, I, cause like the guy starts singing on it later. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Yeah, he did start singing. Yeah. But yeah, that dog scene. And then later on in the movie, they have that scene where he's carrying his dead dog and its tongue is all hanging out. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, is that real? Is that like, did they kill the dog for real? Like, (laughs) what? I have to talk about this. Scene. This is the thing that really fucking sold me on this. This is where I was kind of losing it. So 
Santa eventually chases him through the house and cuts the boy on the leg. And that's when he escapes and Merry, Merry Christmas. Sad song (laughs) comes on. Yeah, the sad song plays again and again, over and over, by the way. And he uncovers his wound, okay? And it's like, ooh, don't touch it, you know? And then he bites down on his own belt. (laughs) Like he's fucking Rambo, dude. That was a good dude, scene. When that happened, immediately, and it didn't stop there. That's the best part. <laughs> it keeps going, dude. And I was fucking rolling, man. Like that was where I was like, I love this movie <laughs> <laughs> just for this scene alone. Uh, and then he like um, bites down on the belt, and then he applies alcohol to a rag, like any ten year old would, of course. <laughs> That's. <laughs> And then he breaks a chair leg, makes a splint for his leg because it's hurt. Yeah, that was kind of like ingenious, was, yeah, right? Yeah, I was like, damn. Well, it's written by an adult, so right. let's well, like yeah, they yeah, put yeah. that into account. It's not like he's really that smart. <laughs> <laughs> And then he carries his dead dog with its tongue hanging out, like they knocked it the fuck out so that they could do this scene, guys. Like no joke. It was I, creepy. It was knocked out. It that, was a little, yeah, that's a little really much for us. But he carries his dead dog to the basement to bury it, bury it, and it's like Merry Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then he puts his hand on the dirt after burying oh, that's it, right. and he grabs fistfuls of dirt and screams <laughs> Merry Merry Christmas. And the fucking happy music, sad music, and it's like, oh my god, that is like I was like immediately. I remember turning to you, going, "This is one of the best things I've ever." <laughs> Seed. <laughs> if, if there's no other reason to own or watch this movie that fucking that scene, scene yeah in particular is just fantastic <laughs> so <laughs> that's funny uh did you have anything oh oh do you remember the fucking grandpa and the kid when they get into their car and it won't start so like santa starts wrecking the shit out of the car oh yeah and then he like they, they try he won't run him over i'm like fuck that yeah. run him over yeah i don't yeah I don't but know. that was a cool that scene. Was frustrating. That was a cool scene, it was though. A cool scene. He's like, Grandpa, roll up the windows. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. He's smashing the fucking mirrors and banging on the hood. <laughs> and really, the weird thing is, is that this guy, like, finally, when he gets the kid, I forget what he does to him. Does it, when he cut his leg, he gets the, he gets like, he, he finally catches up to the kid and gets the kid in a compromising situation. He's like, tag. Oh, He's like, uh-huh. now it's your turn. Chase oh, the, me. Yeah, and he, he didn't try to kill him or anything. Right. It was like, weird. It wasn't about him killing the kid. It was about him. He just wanted to play with the kid because nobody played with him. But why didn't, why didn't he play with the dog? Well, he <laughs> no, did. He, he stabbed the shit out of it and it went to sleep. <laughs> tag, you're it. But the dead dog didn't come back. No, I forget. Get help. If he didn't kill the dog, we wouldn't have gotten the fistful of dirt oh, to right, Merry Merry right. Christmas and okay, that. Okay, <laughs> okay. No, I forget how the Santa Claus died. Didn't he die? Um. Well, yes, he does die, but we don't need to jump there just yet. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> there is one scene where the kid preps for battle with toys fashioned into real weapons like he does a crossbow with trip wires on each side and santa gets like the darts in his neck <laughs> he does a toy grenade filled with gunpowder and marbles like which is like kind of ingenious and like kind of endearing in that weird way and he puts it on the back of that toy train 
triggered to blow when Santa, when the, cause it's like a wind up toy. And it, when it gets taut enough, like the line, it pulls the, it's, it lights the fuse, uh-huh. but Santa picks his up, picks it up and then winds it back up and sends it back to the kid. Remember? Uh-huh. And grandpa's in the fucking suit of armor. Uh-huh. And he's like, and he's like, no. <laughs> and then, and like, so ridiculous. And Santa prevents the kid from stopping the toy and it blows up and like everybody's burned and shit. Like, <laughs> fucking, I don't know. It's pretty wild. And like, for some reason, this castle has this like insane basement where there's a plane in it. Like, how the fuck did they get that plane in there? <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, because apparently this kid's dad is dead. Uh-huh. Like, he was in the war or something like that. Uh-huh. And that's why he's, like, infatuated with war. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, that's why he's so into it, because his dad was in the military. Right. And I guess that's why there's a plane down there. Maybe it's a plane he died in. There's some really cool shots in this, though. There like, is. Like, they got those, like, sort of angled, like, off-skew kind of shots in this, like... It, it, it's all like on a set you can tell mm-hmm. but it also kind of adds to some of the charm i think you know mm-hmm. but yeah santa does die do you remember how no i don't remember how really yeah i don't remember the ending for some reason um well they think he's dead at first remember right okay yeah and because then- like he finds the gun the kid finds the gun and he shoots him and they think he's dead, but he's not dead. And then Grandpa shoots him in the head or something. Oh, okay. It was the Grandpa who did it. Okay. Yeah. Didn't he shoot him? Yeah, I think so. And he was like blind, so they had that whole yeah, he, like... Yeah, he was like blurry, like, ooh, bang, bang. Yeah, like, why aren't you wearing your fucking glasses? <laughs> why don't you get some goddamn Lasix? Right. And then it's like, <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and Santa's like reaching for the wall. Like, I don't know what the message of this fucking movie is, is that... Uh, cowboys don't let your crazy kids grow up to be Santa? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck is the message here? I don't think there was one. It's just a story of, like, growing up, I guess? Like a coming-of-age tale? Yeah, it's a coming-of-age. Yeah, Santa Santa murderer can't tell. And and Santa, like, you throughout the whole fucking movie, guys, like, if you've seen it, you know that you see all these bodies everywhere. They never really show you like what happened oh yeah but they just you just maybe like a little tiny little streak of blood on their face and then just laying on the floor yeah because he kills all the fucking help mm-hmm. at the house next door where apparently they keep all of grandpa's fucking insulin which seems to be a <laughs> yeah, problem that was, in the movie <laughs> that was weird or they ran out of it in the main house and he the kid had a run down to the he's all beaten on grandpa's <laughs> chest do you remember that <laughs> Yeah. When, when after they kill Santa, he's all beating on his chest. He rips off all the fucking armor from Grandpa because Grandpa does a fucking face plant on the fucking concrete floor inside of the armor, which I goddamn that must have fucking hurt. Right. Regardless if you're in a diabetic coma or not. Right. And then he fucking sticks him in the in the chest with the fucking syringe. Nothing short of fucking like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fucking movie you're not a fan of? Oh, Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah, it's not that bad. And then he starts beating on his chest like fucking, what's his name, in fucking The Abyss. <laughs> <laughs> live, damn you, live! <laughs> You've never backed out from anything in your life, so live! <laughs> <laughs> it was just really weird. You could see, like, Grandpa, like, all right, kid, you're fucking hurting me. Yeah, yeah. Like, the as an actor, I'm hurt. You're banging on my chest. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, I really like this movie. I thought it was fun. It's weird it because it's, it's not something I would watch. I would watch every year. 
mm-hmm. for Christmas, but I may skip it every now and then. Yeah. So it's like right on the cusp, you know, of, right. a, of a great film. Right. <clears throat> but definitely unique. So if you guys have Shudder, sign up, whatever, do a free trial. You can watch it there. Um, Let us know what you think. Yeah, I would love to hear if you guys have seen this. Um, uh, most of the people I've been telling people about it, they're like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it was on Shudder and I didn't even fucking know. <laughs> it's like, uh, but... We do have another movie that we are going to talk about today that is kind of a holiday movie. Well, it takes place during the holidays. Right. Christmas Eve. And that movie is... Dead End from 2003. On Christmas Eve, on his way to his in-laws with his family, Frank Harrington decides to take a shortcut for the first time in 20 years. It turns out to be the biggest mistake of his life. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Do tell. (laughs) Written and directed by Jean-Baptiste Andrea. I think I might have said that wrong. Sorry. Uh, no, you're right. Jean-Baptiste and- Andrea. Or Andrea. Andrea. Right. And also written and directed by Fabrice Canepra. They're obviously both French. and um, Or I don't know. Could be Italian. I don't know. No, they're French. Okay. And they've also, <laughs> they've written other uh, French screenplays together, but this pretty much was the only movie that really took off. So really, we're watching French holiday horror. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The movie stars. Uh, well, they did movies like Big Nothing, Brotherhood of Tears, plus he wrote Hellphone. What's Hellphone? I don't know, but not much more. Oh, okay. And then uh, Fabrice is also a male, I'm assuming, because it said he. Uh-huh. Who has only done this aside from a few documentaries and extras. Uh-huh. So. So the movie stars Ray Wise, who's the dad, Frank. Um, He's most known for playing Leland Palmer from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Who like cries the, a lot. Uh, the original Twin Peaks. Well, everybody cries in that fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, more recently, he was the voice of Commissioner Gordon in The Killing Joke, right, that animated yeah. mm-hmm. movie from a couple years ago. He was also in Jeepers Creepers 2. That's right. And he's been on a shit... He's a working actor. He's been on a shit ton of TV. He's supposed to films. be in that Tom Savini fucking Nightmare City reboot that's probably never going to happen now that they funded and then didn't get funding for and then stopped funding it. Uh-huh. Sucks, dude. I was kind of looking forward to that. But, uh, Andy did Young and the Restless. Yeah, for a bunch of years. Made Men, or Mad Men, I think, too. Yeah, he was on that show. Also, Lynn Shay, who plays the mom, Laura. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she's been in all the Insidious movies. Right. Um, and she's also been in a shit ton of uh, stuff, like, before we were even born. Yeah. I, d- I didn't realize she w- had a Masters of, uh, Masters of Fine Arts in acting, and yeah. she's done a bunch of Broadway. Oh, I didn't know about the Broadway thing, but, yeah, she, she was also in a... Uh, um, a lot of comedies. Right. She was the roommate and there's something about Mary. Right. She was in Kingpin. Right. Which is a Coen Brothers movie, I think. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember, but it's like really, she's really, she's the one I always remember because Woody Harrelson and her have sex because he can't afford the rent. And he's like, <laughs> and she's like, I think you jawed something loose, Tiger. And he's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, cut it out. It wasn't all that bad. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> That's pretty funny. But she was also in um, Night uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. She was a teacher. That's right. Yeah. Brief, brief part. Yeah, she but... was in she was in one of the older ones too. I think it was Freddy's Dead, mm-hmm. or one of the ones where they go back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's Freddy's Dead that she was in too. I don't remember. Was it she in a oh, Creep Show? 
Uh, remember she, we saw her she was like a cashier like split second because um, i remember we watched they would have put more light on her if it was her i don't remember okay i don't remember i can't either. remember what you're talking about okay anyway moving forward also starring alex alexandra holden who plays marion the daughter mm-hmm. um she was in drop dead gorgeous and she was in the hot chick yeah with rob schneider right i don't remember that movie yeah, she was also in Ed TV. Right. Also stars Mick Kane, who was the Richard the Son. He's a career that had a few long patches of not acting, but he's been in the Bold and the Beautiful TV show, The Contract, White Wolves 3, Cry of the White Wolf. Never heard of that. And a few more. It also stars William Rosenfeld, Brad the Boyfriend. He was in Mind Games, Zombievers, and Big Nothing. Oh, he was in Zombievers? Zombievers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely he was. I don't remember I don't remember him in there, but I do vaguely remember his face and seeing it recently. Yeah, he has a very common type of face. I don't know. It does seem familiar. Right. Also, there is one last role that I'll mention. It's Amber Smith. And the reason I want to mention this is she played the lady in white in this movie. Uh, she was in Howard Stern's Private Parts. L.A. Confidential. She had a big part in that. And uh, American Beauty and How High. Oh. But she didn't really do that much more. L.A. Oh. Confidential is probably her biggest role. Uh-huh. Do you remember that movie? No. Oh, well, it's a pretty big movie. But So was there a budget? Did you find anything out about it? Yeah, the budget was $900,000. Really? Yeah. Where did you find that? On IMDb? I think it was IMDb. Yeah, because yeah, I looked it up budget. on Wiki. It didn't even say there. It didn't? Mm-mm. Well, it said on there, which I was kind of surprised because I was like, oh, that's kind of a, a low budget, huh? Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, I was like, wow, they wouldn't even give them a million? Well, this is a straight-to-DVD <laughs> or straight-to-video um, movie. They call it straight-to-video back then before digital, uh-huh. but it was straight-to-DVD and you know vhs and shit like that i only think it's ever come out on dvd because i heard somebody was mentioning that they wanted it to come to blu-ray and they wish it had and i was like yeah i only have the dvd but uh it did 77 million dollars in dvd sales that's crazy that's insane yeah uh so this was a high high renter buyer when it came out and i remember when it first came out so that's pretty good Mm-hmm. Plus, like you mentioned, it's made in France and apparently put out by Lionsgate. So that's probably why it got some sort of big, wide distribution. Oh, because Lionsgate. Right. Yeah, because at that this time, was at they that were time. big. Right. Yeah, this is when they were blowing the fuck up. Yeah. Um. So pretty sure this was, you know, around the time that did pop off for them. So. Right. So was this your first time seeing this movie? It sure as fuck was. Oh, it was? Oh, what'd you no, think? no, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I already said it didn't. I was just trying to fuck with you. Oh, I, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I, I, I actually really do enjoy this movie. This is a movie that I remember exactly when it came out. I remember I w- where I was living and everything like that because I thought it was uh-huh. like a really cool indie gem. It's like, it's a pretty decent concept for its budget, you know? Mm-hmm. Like about a dysfunctional family that's on the road for Christmas Eve to visit more family. And a very long drive, apparently. And... When suddenly things go from bad to worse and they find themselves trapped on a drive of their lives. Lots of ridiculous dialogue yeah, uh, and unintentional comedy fill the screen, although it might have been intentional. I don't know. Um, but we found ourselves pretty much laughing at very inappropriate times in mm-hmm. this movie. And I always have. 
Like, there's a scene where I can't say, but we'll talk about later on. If you haven't seen this movie, you should check it out. I think you can rent it on, on, uh, oh no, it was on Prime. It was on Prime. It was on Prime. That's right. So you can, if you have Prime on Amazon, you can watch it right away. Mm-hmm. The story gets really wild as it unfolds and it has a very odd soundtrack to it. The score is cool, but the soundtrack is just a little, eh just felt off to me and it didn't seem like it fit the style of the film just like a jarring sort of generic rock sound for the tone of the film almost as if it, if it wasn't to be taken seriously you know perhaps if they would have taken it more seriously it might have gotten a little bit more tension mm-hmm. than the like weird abrupt sudden jamming of rock music like yeah you, it was weird it's it, i don't know i was like was this in the original dvd because we watched it on prime in hd and then she was like we'll have to go back and i went back Did to you? the dvd yeah because i wanted yeah. to see if there's any extras and uh-huh. they, they didn't have any uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah it was the same on the dvd so oh okay um, oh it was weird because the movie's like it tells this little tiny thing that happens and then all of a sudden it's like it's like what the fuck (laughs) anyway um i think it would have it would have helped it if it would have been a little bit more uh uh, taken seriously in the musical like soundtrack department in my opinion um even still the movie offers a a, a sort of a kind of an anthology style short in a feature form so Mm -hmm. it's this is like a some people have compared it to twilight zone and things like that and i totally agree like i feel like that's immediately what i thought of and when i went to like wiki there was somebody some people who had said when it came out that it was like a twilight zone short in the form of a movie and i'm like that's totally that makes sense that's totally how i felt because it is a very big small concept right that they stretch out over an hour and a half. Yeah, um, I agree. For the better or worse. It could be good or bad for some of you. There's a lot of scenes in this movie that make you wonder what the fuck is actually happening. You sort of pick up on it, you know, some while later. Um, if you've never seen the movie, you pretty much won't even understand. Uh, but there is a twist, but you won't find that twist out until the end. Uh, if you are a fan of these smaller ideas brought to feature film format, I'm sure you can enjoy this one. I do. And I have for many years now, so it's definitely a notable mindfuck kind of movie mixed with some pretty decent cast. Well, two in particular, Lynn Shea and Ray, Ray Wise. Right. Um, which, to be clear, it's not exactly their best performances ever, but it's still good to see them in it. You know, right. it's definitely not their worst. Right. And specifically with Ray Wise, because I've seen him in some not so good roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that he's not a good actor. It's just, I don't know, whatever yeah. weird thing he has sometimes just does not work or he's not directed well or something maybe yeah, yeah maybe he's one of those ones that need to be told and right. isn't like a method very actor. very guided yeah i'm sure he's really good i'm not saying he's not but you know right a lot of the characters are pretty fun they all bounce off each other pretty well it's it's kind of a mixed bag at times when it comes to the acting moments so you're gonna have some moments you're like oof Ooh, that just does not feel right. Uh, but some of the reactions they have and the arguments that ensue in this dysfunctional family are pretty outstanding. That's what I love about this movie mm-hmm. is there's just some fucking wild shit that happens all of a sudden. And you're like, what the fuck? And Lynn Shay in it is fucking hilarious. Like seeing her lose her shit in this movie is probably yeah, it's pretty good. one of the best things about the movie, honestly. Uh-huh. Uh, the kid, the boy kid is a little annoying uh, most of the time, but he has his moments that are okay Mm -hmm. uh the daughter she has a funny moment and she's also kind of annoying 
Uh, Ray, I thought, was pretty spot on exactly how he should have played it. Lynn Shea over exceeded her, you know. She's great. She played the mom role really well. Yeah, she really did. Even them as a couple <clears throat> yeah. was good. You tend to put yourself in the roles of each of the characters, wondering what the hell would you do if this situation happened to you? Uh, and a lot of the characters do shit that you're like, wait, what? No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of was a little off-putting at times in that respect, but it's not too... Like, I think you can kind of get into the flow of the movie and just kind of expect it as like a spook house kind of ride and just like experience these little fun moments, you know? Um I mean, most of the cast does lose their shit, so it is kind of enjoyable in that regard. So mm-hmm. if you're if you like thrillers with like a small idea made big, you should be able to, to get into this as well, I think. If not for that, at least some of the funny scenes you'll have seen in this movie that will make it a pleasurable experience. So I would say this one as well, I think is probably like a 7.5. Oh, wow. Seven, 7.5. Yeah. Somewhere in there, yeah. It, it kind of went down a little bit from when I last saw it, but me and uh-huh. you did have a good time enjoying we it. We did have a good time watching it. And we it. do have a lot of scenes that we wrote down, I noticed. Uh-huh. More than we did with oh, the other Deadly one. Games. Yeah, yeah, which I think is funny. What about you, though? What did you think? I thought Dead End was okay. Okay, really? <laughs> it's funny you, you mentioned the music, because mm-hmm. that, that was one of my pet peeves, too. It almost sounded like... It's not the music they intended for the movie. Yeah, it was really uh, weird. Yeah, it was really weird. Like they they wanted something else, but they didn't get the rights, so they <laughs> they went to like stock music well, or something. I don't know. Like the the score in the movie, not the soundtrack. Uh huh. Was okay. It wasn't it wasn't like oh, noticeable, yeah, score, but it fit right. Right. But, but the, the soundtrack. Oof. Yeah, but the the music, the actual music, sounded like it should have been like a soundtrack. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they were trying to go for that like 90s style. Yeah. Because that was really popular in the 90s is right. to try to make like a like a soundtrack that everybody would want to listen to. Yeah, but it was it was almost it like a mono Didn't it feel like a 90s movie? Yes, it did. It felt so, like And it's funny too cuz even though it was what 2003? Right. Like you know how you are about the 80s movies like I'm that way about late 90s early 2000 movies. I really like them and I can't believe I've never seen this one yeah but i just thought it was okay it is very very 90s their clothes her makeup yeah that was the first thing i noticed i was like dang her makeup and hair that's totally her early 2000s yeah and um the the son's necklace his raver necklace we were making fun of his (laughs) his raver necklace and raver (laughs) shoes it was pretty well because we used to rave guys just back in the day yeah so we we owned we owned the necklace and we owned back in my day we used to take 70 pounds of ecstasy (laughs) kidding but i didn't like the the females in the movie it it was just weird how they reacted to things they went into shock and then they went into like because women are weak You See, know, you that can... is not where I was going with this. <laughs> I just wanted to see what your reaction Well, the guys, especially the son, was just like oblivious and didn't give a shit about anything. Well, he was the only one that was on to anything. Like, nobody else wanted to believe anything was happening. And he right. was like, oh, it's aliens. Or whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck. But go ahead. Whatever he was saying. Yeah. But yeah, the well, the dad was just a dad. He just wanted to, you know, get on with it. Solve the problems. No, but I mean, like, if you think about it, though, like, maybe that is a very tired trope that the women always lose their shit. And No, no, but that's not, that's not what I'm saying, though. What I'm saying is, 
it's weird that, especially the daughter, she went into a state of shock mm -hmm. and wouldn't talk. I just thought it was weird how when she went into his when she went into shock and didn't talk, and then she went into a hysteria, mm -hmm. and then the daughter was like calm and collected and knew what was going on. I thought those three stages they didn't um, they didn't fade well into one another. I thought it was weird. Okay. Also, like the mother going through her segments too was was weird. But again, her going into her, the massive craziness. Yeah. That was probably worth the whole movie. Yeah, it is pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I it is very unintentionally funny in a way, but also funny like out loud. I don't know. It just seems like you shouldn't be laughing. Right. But you are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was it was just okay. So what, you give it like a five or a six? Yeah, I give it like a five point five six, I guess. Really? Yeah. Ah. Seemed like you're enjoying it a lot more than I than I thought, I guess. Uh. Well, I think it's because the end, I won't say anything, the kind end of kind of pissed me off. Yeah, it seems, a lot of movies seem to lose one or two points for most people by the end. Uh-huh. It really does kind of, like, make a difference how it I, ends. And really, it could have ended well. Well, you didn't understand just... what it was, and we'll get into that a little bit. Yes, I did. Not when we first he... watched it, because I, I had to explain no, it to you. No, no, exactly not until they got to the end, but then they had that whole stupid thing that we'll talk about later, and that's what pissed me off. Okay, that just thing? Just that, that, that Yeah, two, you know what that, that thing, one guys. minute that one there's a one minute two minute thing that happened and i was like this is <laughs> fucking stupid why did they even leave this in the movie this makes no sense this is stupid five out of ten <laughs> <laughs> wow well we did have some trivia so this is going to be the spoiler territory for you guys who don't want anything spoiled uh but yeah i thought it was a pretty decent film and uh, if you're interested it's up on amazon prime to watch if you have amazon prime if not i'm sure you could find it to rent on one of the streaming sites. Um, but yeah, the trivia on this and the, apparently there's not much at all and I didn't have anything on the DVD. So I was really? little, yeah, I was a little disappointed about that huh. because I was going to sit down and make an afternoon of it before we recorded and it just didn't happen. Uh, but in the opening scene, the father played by Ray Wise, of course, mentioned shock rocker, Marilyn Manson as Bronson, Marilyn Bronson, Bronson, Remember? Yeah, I remember. Does this, why did they they use Bronson? I don't know because he's it's just he, they're trying to make like... fun of him because he's old. He's a oh, boomer, okay. you know, whatever. Oh, like no malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no malarkey. Yeah, it's, it's Marilyn Malarkey. <laughs> Come on down to the voting polls, the voting stations, and be a part of America. <laughs> it's no malarkey. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll stop being political. Um. Anyway, <laughs> it's just so stupid. Silly. Anyway, so yeah, the father, he talks about Marilyn Bronson. He's like, it's Marilyn Manson, dad. Not, And he's like, well, I don't know her name. And he's like, it's a he, not a she. And he's like, ah, oh, what the world's coming to. And that, that's when it's like, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. It just didn't feel like it had the punch to like open up the movie, you know what I mean? Like it seems uh -huh. like like an afterthought more than it was a right. They're like, well, we'll just cut it here and make a, a beginning or something. Anyway, that's they. Th the funny thing is, is that Marilyn Manson has a song titled "Wrapped in Plastic," which was inspired by a line in the television show Twin Peaks. Wrapped in plastic. Yeah, which starred Ray Wise. Right. 
as Leland Palmer, the father of Laura Palmer, who her body was found wrapped in plastic in the opening moment of the show. Wrapped in plastic. So it's just, there's someone tying it together there right. on IMDb. It was good. But I'll save one little bit of trivia. Uh, well, it doesn't really matter. At the very end of the credits, there's a message that says, to everyone still with us at the end of these credits, thank you. God bless you. You sure do like movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. No, they probably just woke up it. from a fucking drunken coma. <laughs> where am I? Yeah, where am I? I piss- oh, you're why, welcome. <laughs> why am I in my own urine and fiesel? 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 <laughs> That's no malarkey. Yeah, no malarkey here. <laughs> Have you ever woken up in a bottle of your own <laughs> urine and... <laughs> and your own fiesel? <laughs> All right. <laughs> you should call this the No More Larky episode. <laughs> Those goddamn flappers? That's the 20s. Well, it is the, the 20s. 20s. It is yeah. the 20s. The roaring 20s. It's the roaring 20s. Of the right. 2020s. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're out of control. Uh, uh, so what were your favorite seats? Uh, well, the first one that, that kind of like kind of brought me into it the first one you mean there's more than one no i'm just there's numerous that we had in here but there's a scene where the baby carriage rolls out like they stop Uh because essentially what has happened guys for those of you who've seen the movie we can spoil everything now oh okay in my opinion i mean obviously it's not an opinion really it's kind of fact because they explained it by the end of the movie Mm -hmm. they got in a car accident when he fell asleep Uh uh-huh period and it they died and they're in purgatory and the black hearse that keeps following them around is taking them to their destination, mm-hmm. which is heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. And they're all screaming in the back, which is so cool. Yeah, that I was, thought it was kind of cool. That you was know? cool. Yeah, I remember them creepy. chasing it and like running up on the back end, but I didn't. I don't remember. It was maybe I was getting it confused with fucking um, phantasm. Must have, I didn't get that feeling at all. I think I running. was getting it confused with phantasm. It's almost like they were running after it, and the, they were just like, oh, it's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back in the car. Well, they run into a baby carriage in the middle of the road. One of those old, like, 50s, like, 30s, like, fucking baby carriages that are all black that nobody ever uses anymore. Right. Do, do you know what I mean? The ones that, like, sit up really high so the baby's, like, up to your mm-hmm. chest. And uh, it, it is a little unnerving at that point because they're, like... What the fuck? Then Richard the son gets out while the mom is saying, don't go check it out, which Lynn Shea is totally right. Uh-huh. The mom is totally right. Don't get out. Fucking drive around that shit. Right. I, I would like think it's a trap. Like someone's trying to fucking steal I, our car. I would have hit it. Yeah. Just like run it over and yeah. kick a baby up in the air. What the fuck is a baby carriage in the middle of the fucking what? night really? on Christmas Eve? Sitting there, like not doing anything. Just run it over. There's nothing in it. Sure you would, Christine. Only homeless people carry those things anymore christina nobody would fucking hit a baby carriage okay you would drive around that motherfucker like it was a dog okay that's something else they could have done is drive around (laughs) it but anyway but yeah she's telling him not to go out and check it out and uh fucking while they're arguing the father and the mother are arguing fucking richard the son gets out and just like walks out and she's like richard no richard no and he reaches in and acts like he's being sucked into it. And he's like, oh, my God. And they're all screaming in the car. I thought it was kind of funny. I don't know. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I, I don't. I wasn't amused by it. I thought it was stupid. I was it, like, it is stupid. I like, but I, that's oh why I laughed. Goddamn teenagers. 
Yeah, this but that's why I left. Immature comedy. Of course you left. No, it's kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well now. Here we are. I'm funny. Oh, you're gonna get I'm here funny. now. You should you should laugh. So towards the end when the dad started going crazy when it was just him and the daughter. Right. Uh they stopped at that what do they call it? The shed? Yeah, it's like a the well they call it a ranger, ranger station. station. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much when he started going insane. I really liked him going crazy <laughs> swinging an axe. I didn't around. like him hitting the daughter, but, <laughs> 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 but <laughs> it was funny. But he really reminded me of Jack Torrance. Oh with him going crazy like that. I don't know. Just just like just that scene. That's a kind of a stretch. I don't I even know. Well, it just I just said it just reminded me. I I'm I'm thinking maybe he pulled that as like inspiration. Okay. I mean, I get I'll just say yes cuz okay. I just Okay. Yeah, don't, you don't have to agree with this me. This movie is not shit. on that level. I just wrote it down because I I'm not saying it's the fucking shiny god no. I gave it like a 5. <laughs> I'm just saying that one particular part, his acting, okay, right. reminded me. That's all, right. all. I disagree. All right. And let's move on. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> what else? Like, what else? Should we talk about no, that? No, no, no. I got a scene. I got a scene. Okay, okay. And this before that, because you, you went way ahead. They they, uh, they keep driving with no exit in sight, of course, because they're on the road to the purgatory, where they just keep passing the same spot, and there's no exit. And it's like, they're trying to figure out, oh, well, maybe it's a military road or something like that. And then... Okay. Um, there's a tire that pops and Marianne, the daughter, once they slam on the brakes, she's like snaps out of her like crazy, like the shock. shock. Um, yeah, and she's like, about. I'm pregnant. And then Richard's like, I smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny because he's like, well, shit, this is the best time to say it. I smoke pot. <laughs> I think they already knew he smoked pot, though. <laughs> and she's like, you smoke pot, Richard? No. And he's like, where did he go? He's like, I don't know. God damn it. I don't she probably went off to smoke pot or something. And he's like, oh, no, what is he doing? And he's like, oh, Marion, it's just pot or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> That's pretty funny. To me. That was pretty funny. This is a little fun little thing there. But um, then he goes out when he goes out and he does actually go smoke pot. He gets his mouth ripped off by that naked woman that they passed on the road the first time. Remember, like Ray Wise's character, the dad sees a white like a lady carrying a baby on the side of the road and slams on the brake. Oh, uh-huh. And then she shows up and they give her a ride and they're like, we'll give you a ride. And then oh, the daughter yeah. decides out of the blue to just walk down the road in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't. I'm like, what? What? Just go sit in the, tr- sit in the trunk. <laughs> well, the second doing? time they you see her is when he goes into the woods to smoke and jerk off right. to a fucking nudie magazine in the middle the fucking that he's carrying around in his pocket right like what the fuck and then um he gets his mouth he sees the lady and she kind of seduces him and then rips off his mouth and then he like screams and then they can't find him and then his body shows up on the road later down the road because they just leave him yeah don't they yeah or they see the the boyfriend no richard oh oh yeah no no richard dies at that moment yeah and then you hear him scream, and then you see the fucking hearse drive by with him in the back. And uh-huh. that's when they're like, oh, my God, he, they, she did see a right. hearse, you know? And But they chase him, and then they run run over something while chasing the fucking... <laughs> that was Richard! Yeah. And then she's all... Uh, <laughs> this is so funny to me. Lynn Shay's character, the mom, is like, you see this corpse's hand? Just sticking up out of oh. the road. They don't show the body, 
But they show the fucking mangled hand, and she's all hugging it, trying to put it around her neck like he's hugging her. She was rubbing her face uh, across the hand. And she's like, I love you. She's like nuzzling the hand that was up. It was so funny. So funny. That was really funny. But they put his body in the trunk. Yeah, she's because they were going to leave him, and she's like, no, he's our son. We're going to bring him with me. We can leave Brad, the boyfriend's, but... But when she loses it, man, yeah, she's like putting shotguns in her mouth and screaming, bang, bang, you're dead. <laughs> so he's like, no, no, man. What's her name? Um, Marion's the Mar- daughter. Oh, no. Uh, Laura. Laura. He's like, Laura, no. And then she shoots him in the leg. And she's like losing her shit the whole time, by the way. She's like eating pie. And shit, and she's oh, like, yeah. she's eating her pumpkin chocolate pie. And she she told him that Richard wasn't the son, like his biological son. Oh yeah, he's Alan's son. Like it's no big yeah. deal. And he's like, she's out of her mind. <laughs> and he, and then you find out that Alan was actually his best friend. Uh huh. And that they they had, must have had sex or something like yeah. that or whatever. But yeah, but dude, she dude, there are just so many funny parts. She hops out of the car too. Uh-huh. Oh, you, she's just like, no, nope, I'm leaving. She sees her friend. She's like, oh, that's my friend. And then the dad's like, yeah, because oh, they he... keep seeing and hearing people in the forest. Right. So she finally starts seeing him. And then she opens the door. She's like, I'm going to go see Janice. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what do you do? What do you mean? And he's like, I'm, I'm, nope, I'm gone. And you just see the door <laughs> shut as she goes out. It was like a Looney Tune or something <laughs> like <laughs> It was so funny. That shit cracked me up when I first saw it. That's that was her role in this movie really did make it memorable. Right. Like, and th- and then both of them just bickering back and forth was really good. I thought it was cool it was like believable. that she sees people in the woods. Kind of like adds to that whole purgatory feel. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's her time. Mm-hmm. Like they all have to come to grips with the fact that they're dead or something before they can be transported to their to the destination. Next thing. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the end scene that you didn't like so, so much. Oh. Because they all find out that they're, you know, pretty much like the this, the daughter's like the only one that she... The daughter ends up in the hospital. She wakes up in the hospital and remembers... Yeah, but th- how did she get... What, didn't she get hurt? No. Okay. So what happened was... Um, I forget now. The daughter was in the street and then the, the hearse starts coming by and, and the daughter thought the hearse was coming for her. Right. And the lady in white shows up with a baby and... Says it's not your time. Yeah. It's, no, she says, this isn't for you. He's not here for you. And the lady in white gets into the car. Right. Because it was there for the So somehow she was white. in purgatory, but she goes back. Yeah. So she, I think she died and then she came back to life. Well, they said so. that she got ejected and that was what saved her. Right. Is that she, got, I yeah, don't know how people, she got ejected, but she did. Yeah. Well, you know. Who knows? Out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she woke up in the hospital, and then you find out the doctor was the town they were looking for. Right. Oh, that's right. Right. The doctor's name. Right. So then this guy comes out of nowhere. This goth guy, this old goth guy, comes out of nowhere and was asking about her, like, is she okay? Did she survive? Blah, blah, blah. And because I guess he's the guy who found them. Uh, right? So Well, um, well it's technically... Death. Well, yeah. So this, so then comes out. You go. To, they go to the parking lot, and he's driving the hearse. So the Marcotte, do- Marcotte. Yeah, Marcotte. That's the the town name. name. Marcotte. I've never heard of Marcotte. <laughs> so the, okay, this is the part that pisses me off. Okay. So the doctor comes out into the parking lot. Her car won't start. 
He's like, car won't start. You know, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit at this point about what's going on? So she gets out of her car, and then the hearse guy, the goth guy, the death guy, he's like, oh, you got something wrong with your car? You need a ride? So the doctor gets in the car with him, and they drive away. What the fuck? Who gives a shit? Well, I <laughs> They could have just left it as, yeah, that's the doctor in the name. And, like, and yeah, that was the death guy, and he has the hearse. Well, like, what well, is this scene? Maybe what, they, is, what does this mean, Maybe Alex? they found that the, the guy, they wanted to really push the button that death was there to pick him up. And that he wasn't, he's a, he's a benevolent kind of guy. So he wasn't, like, a bad person who was just trying to take these people away the whole time. Because it's kind of scary when they get taken away in the fucking hearse. Because they're banging on the windows, screaming inaudibly. But he's death. Yeah, but that's what I'm that's saying. It's just, it's just, they're just yeah. trying to put a spin on it like fucking Brad Pitt or something, you know, where he's like fucking the death and then he's actually not such a bad guy and then he's just doing his job and then he's actually kind of like, you know, charming and you want to go have sex with him in the back of his fucking <laughs> hearse. And then you ride his, his dick until hearse. sunshine and then he fucking takes you back to the hospital and then never <laughs> talks to you again. You try calling him over Just and over like again. Just like real life. But he doesn't he call doesn't, you back. He doesn't until text one you day, back. She meets him again. She was in love with him and then he gives up his life to live with her but then gets hit by a car. And then she had, she got pregnant she had a little death baby. <laughs> <laughs> who becomes the new driver yeah. of Dead End 2. Uh, yeah. And if- <laughs> Sequel, hit us up. <laughs> Producers, we got you. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it a little bit more. I think it's funny. I think it's a notable movie. It's definitely above average, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, it does kind of lean to a seven. Like, you know, but I think both of these movies for French movies are pretty good. Yeah, they're both pretty good. Would you consider Dead End a Christmas movie? Not not in the traditional like holiday horror sense, but okay. I do think because it takes place on, on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve, it's a good opportunity for us to talk about a movie that I've wanted to do anyway. Oh, okay. So. Yay. Yeah. It's a good, you know, it's in the list of of movies like that you should check out for the holidays, but there isn't a lot of fucking like cheer and holiday right. fucking There's whatever. Pres- they have presents. Right. There's better movies <laughs> out there with that Bye. kind of like thick thick like heavy portion of christmas or whatever they're not the best films but they are not very bad at all and i think anywhere between seven and 7.5 is totally fair Mm -hmm. i think it's probably for her it's obviously higher than what she would have given this movie but i like it i think it's cool indie Mm -hmm. so but yeah guys that's pretty much it for this week you know we uh i hope you enjoyed that episode i hope you're able to get a chance to check out those movies uh if not let me know what you thought of them if you've seen them if you haven't then would you like to see them um uh what's this week's code for listening to the end see how many people actually listen do bang 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 all right. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming back. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back for next week with a new winner for the for the thing. So don't new forget. Box, VIP if, club. If you haven't signed up for the VIP club and uh, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. So sign up. Go to longlivethevoid.com and check out the VIP club section. So, But other than that, we hope that uh, you have a great rest of the week. We'll catch you next week, guys. And as always, long live the void.